Hi, I'm Alex, and welcome to The Research Room, a space to make research by the people, for the people. And today we are wrapping up our pain conversations. Uh, In this last week, we're going to be talking about the measurement of pain, because we think that although there are certainly well... uh, well commonly used uh, scales out there, uh, we think that maybe there is more uh, to be had in this conversation. Uh, and potentially that would also help patients as well as doctors uh, in this um, like very complicated discussion of pain, right? Um, so I have today again, Dr. Robert Wright. <clears throat> uh, he came back so graciously <laughs> to be able to, to round us out here. Um, and also because we're talking about one of his papers. Um, so the paper that we're talking about today Um, It was uh, just published uh, this year, and it is called A New Approach to Capturing Pain Disclosure in Daily Life, in Person and Online. So uh, I'm going to just pass the uh, stage to uh, Dr. Wright here for a little bit, um, just so he can kind of say, like, what, what is the main point of this paper? Like, what should we be getting from this? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, That... The main point is that we built a new tool and we think it can be helpful. Um, the, the paper is basically five papers in one. Uh, if anyone's uh, bored enough to read it, there are several studies and then supplemental materials, kind of um, the details of how we built this potential new measure of capturing identifying pain. Um, it's more focused on word use and um, how people talk about pain or express their pain uh, verbally and uh, linguistically and not as much as the traditional one through 10 or measurement scale. Awesome. Okay. Uh, So yeah, I mean, you you kind of even started to allude to like, what what is usually done? Because like even me thinking about like, once the last time I went to the doctor, did they even ask? Like I went in for pain, but they didn't ask me <laughs> anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but they're usually in normal situations, the doctor will try to like have you quantify the pain. Um, what are some of those, those main ways? It is the zero to 10, one to 10 scale is probably the most common um, way to measure pain. It's quick, it's easy, it's intuitive. Um, people are usually able to kind of make sense of it because it's everywhere. Um, different versions of that, obviously the, the Wong Baker, if you've ever seen this smiley face and frown face um, measures uh, the same kind of thing, just on a scale. Uh, there are a whole bunch of measures that get at different ways of how can we capture pain outside of that, whether it's through circle where on this stick figure your pain is, the intensity, um, looking at comparing, this is the most common or most painful pain. Um, what would you give away to get rid of this pain? Lots of different, um, unique and, uh, really smart ways to try and capture that. Um, but the one to 10 is what is stuck kind of everywhere and specifically in medicine where it's most commonly used. Mm. Okay, uh, cool. So I mean, pretty much uh, there's there's either numbers, uh, pictures. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of it, right? Like, uh, those are some of the, the most common ways uh, that uh, people are doing this. Yeah, I think a lot of the other uh, measures like 
go down and break down into numbers as well, right? Mm. So whatever, however you're measuring it, like the end result is kind of a quantitative number um, to rank where the pain is on a certain scale to give it context um, without the, the scale. It's like my pain's at 37, like out of what? Like, it's just kind of this random number. Um, so the, the idea is to try and like, put that into some sort of context obviously yeah and i i think that context is super important um like even going back to our conversation on the biopsychosocial model like yes like how can we just like see a number and know what to do with that like there's so many other like influencing factors in that pain um and literally just it comes also down to that patient's perception of that pain so it's it's valuable i think to know uh what is that perception instead of just like assuming or guessing based off a number um, so I think that's also maybe a little bit of where you're coming from with like why we should turn to words and the actual like content of what people are saying. So uh, you you broke down pain into three separate categories. Um, do you mind explaining those categories? Yeah. So affective, sensory, and medical terms. Um, the affective and sensory is very much based on past work. Uh, Melzac, uh, Fernandez, and Turk have done a lot of work in saying not all pain words are the same. Some pain words mean potentially different things and they can fall into these two different categories. Um, sensory, more descriptive, more kind of um, uh, describing how the pain is with the affective. There is a, a slightly more um, kind of emotional or affective um, perception behind the words and how they are potentially used. Um, then we added a, a third category of the medical um, thinking it's important if we're trying to capture people naturally talking about pain, if they say something like Tylenol, that's not either affective or sensory, but that's definitely potentially related to um, pain, something like describing the pain condition, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, um, those types of words also we wanted to be able to use a way or find a way to capture them and then categorize them. If we're looking at both sensory and affective, let's have this third medical category, just what we call them. Okay, so uh, maybe also just so I can have this clear in my head. Um, so between sensory and affective, um, so sensory is going to be like you trying to describe the actual pain itself. So like that is like something is gnawing at me, so something like it's throbbing, like it's like things like that, or like it's a cutting like sort of thing or stabbing, whatever. Like those are the words that might mm -hmm. be associated with that. And then there's an affective, which is like almost more like your your actual emotional response to this pain, right? Like it's, um, oh, what are words that people say? Ouch. <laughs> or Agony. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in building this, it's, it's obviously not perfect. And it's lots of iterations have gone into getting it to this level. Um, the words were um, differentiated a lot through kind of the literature and through the theoretical background. Um, lots of face validity and reviews by pain researchers, by uh, linguistic researchers. Um, there was a very, very strong effort to try and separate out, and it's completely impossible to put this right out, um, emotional pain versus physical pain. This very much tried to focus on physical pain. Um, if anyone has described emotional pain, they use physical pain words, and physical pain words use um, uh, emotional pain words are used to describe physical pain. So it's not perfect, um, but there was an effort to try and focus on more physical instead of emotional pain. Um, that was the main 
uh, target of this this um, new tool. Awesome, uh, and I, I I think that's that's a great thing to distinguish the two because like yes, there's a lot of similarities, but like they are different things <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and I, I should probably actually like just have a whole series on like emotional pain or like social pain and things like that because like it, there's so much more that goes into that as well. Um, okay, so we have this tool. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of just want to ask like what do you do with it? Like now that we have this, uh, like, do you expect that maybe these words would, um, like, do you want the doctor to have an, a, a longer conversation, like in, in the actual, uh, one-on-one -on -one, like office meeting, uh, or should this be like something like you can track what people are saying outside of the, the actual, um, meeting between the doctor and the patient, and then, uh, they can like use that information. Like how, how, how would you think of this, I guess, of using it? Yeah, that's, you've asked a lot of questions in one, I think. Um, I, I, you can use it either way. You can use mm -hmm. it any way. I think what I, I really went back to this thinking like pain is a constant thing. Like we talked about several weeks ago. It's not just like, here's your pain one to 10 at this visit with your doctor. Like there's pain throughout your life, not just in the doctor's office in your interactions with other people, you still are have experiencing your pain, you're talking about your pain. Um, the social interactions, like very rarely will someone, when you mention pain or talk about pain, say, okay, zero to 10, what's your pain scale or what's your pain level on the scale? Like that's not how people interact. Um, if your friend did ask you that, kind of look at them sideways. I mean, I asked um, that. So <laughs> but <that's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> you need things quantified, that's fine. Um, but that's not how most people interact, right? So I think understanding we need a better way to meet patients where they are with pain instead of trying to get them to fit this in a zero to 10. I think those that, that information from a patient living their life like could be useful of um, when you're having when you're talking about your pain, when you're expressing it, how you're expressing it. Um, because in the moment you can like express it very differently than you may remember it um, later when you're trying to recall it for the doctor. There's a whole line of, of research looking at when you ask people about pain, how you ask them about pain, how that relates. Is a month, met, like what's your most intense pain in the last month? Does that relate to your daily measurements of intensity? What's your average? Does that rate your ton of research looking at that? Really, really interesting. Um, going going along like idea of recall bias. I think in the doctor's office, it could be super helpful in understanding how doctors as a whole ask about pain, how patients in the doctor's office describe the pain, what works best. Does the doctor really need to know these very specific sensory things? Are they ignoring the affective things because that doesn't help them come to a medical diagnosis? And if, if ignoring those um, affective words, does that bias them? Does that not fully capture? Like some people probably describe, some people do describe their pain much more with affective words than sensory words. Um, pain is a hard thing because you can say I'm experiencing stabbing pain, but unless you've been stabbed, like what does that pain actually mean? Mm. Um, you can hold up a blue marker and say, this is a blue pen, but you can't say scalpel please and show someone what stabbing pain feels like. So I think just trying to speak the same words, meaning the same things is a way this could potentially start to help. Mm -hmm. 
Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many ways that this could help. <laughs> like, that, yes, that's definitely one way. Um, I, your point of like, does this actually help the, the medical doctor uh, decide what to do? Like ha- make a treatment plan based off of what you're saying. Like, and if there are certain words that like, that would actually mislead you, like, I wonder like, oh, is that, should we not be doing this? Like, should we just do the one to 10 thing? Uh, I, I don't actually believe that, but like, it did make me think. Um, but so I think like, this social like interaction sort of thing like that is probably the biggest um like positive here is that you're having an actual conversation now or at least the doctor knows a little bit more about you and your background and like the way that you've been feeling about this and then that way they can like meet you a little bit better instead of just like oh you're just like you you are a condition you're you're a disorder like anything like that right like you're not just these things right like you have (laughs) so much more to you as as a human um but uh, and maybe I'll also like rope in um, the the podcast episode from a couple of weeks ago, um, talking about like I mean it's it's so common for people to um, leave the doctor's office feeling like they haven't understood anything, um, and, and kind of both ways actually. Like I don't understand what they said, and I don't think they understood what I said. Um, but especially when coming uh, to like this idea of like discrimination uh, and the biases that happen, like we, we definitely need to like rectify that. Like we can't just leave that alone. And so having these actual conversations and having some way to like build that empathy uh, and get that social support from your doctor in the ways that they should be providing. Um, yeah. I think this like word use would absolutely like supplement uh, and facilitate that, uh, that kind of like process. Um but I mean, what, what do you think? Like, do you think, is that actually something that happens? <laughs> is that something that happens? Um, I, I think, I, I don't know. And like, I think there are kind of individual differences not to use this, the psychology term to, to, to say we can't answer anything because there are individual differences. But mm-hmm. um, I think potentially that the, this tool could help also like with that individual difference of like, these are the words I use to describe my pain. This is how I describe my pain. If it's all affective words, then the doctor's only focusing on um, uh, sensory words and only asking you for sensory words, then they need to come to you more to understand your pain. And whether that is a cultural thing, whether that is an individual thing, um, I think that's really important is to um, try and understand how someone describes their own pain. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago is like, that is what their pain is exactly how they describe it. So mm-hmm. understanding like within person, within the same individual, how they describe pain over time and does it evolve or is it always like, ouch, ouch, I'm in pain. Um, or are there more descriptive terms that can be pulled from that as that pain is pain journey is continuing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. Um, just the simple idea that, this is exactly what it is. Like, I mean, yes, words are always approximations <laughs> for things, but still like much more, much of, uh, of a closer approximation than a number. Like, what is that number really? Um, at least now you know something descriptively about uh, what I'm feeling here. So I, I really like that. And I think that's like, that's probably one of the best uh, take-home <laughs> messages that like, if we can facilitate that sort of like conclusion that like, okay, at least I've described to you what I'm actually feeling. Like, I imagine things will go a little bit better. Not, it won't fix everything, but like a little bit better at least. Um, cool. Okay, so maybe the, the only other thing, and this is not necessarily a question for you, but if you do have an answer, then please go ahead. Um, 
because I, I think about all these things, like, yes, we're talking about a ways to measure pain. And I think there, there might be some objectivity to this, right? Like maybe there simply is just a better way to, to measure pain. But I do also wonder, and this is a question mostly posed for like the audience, um, that like, would you ever want to do this? Like, do you, do you value this, uh, this sort of like conversation to have with your, with your uh, physician? Do you want to be able to like express more uh, about these sensations, your affect, um, things like that? Or do you actually prefer <laughs> the one to 10 thing? Do you think that like speeds up the process and then <clears throat> it makes it more objective as well? And then some other uh, sort of ways. Um, and like, I don't know if there's a right answer, right? Like it's uh, at the end of the day, like, what are you more comfortable with? Um, do you know of any research on, on like anything there? Yeah. I, I mean, anecdotally, like whatever gets that pain to zero, the fastest is mm. what people are going to be most interested in. Mm. Um, it, it is, it, there, there is an idea that like, you need to be able to describe your pain to then get treatment for it. Um, and if you describe your pain as a seven and that's what it is to you, like let's get that seven down to a zero. If you describe your pain as an agony of stabbing sensations, let's get those gone. Like whatever it is to alleviate it, to, to remove it, I think is uh, what the end goal is. And I think that's, the important part in all of this research is, is remembering like, what's the end goal? Like, yes, better communication, better understanding. All of that is in an effort to then reduce the pain, improve quality of life, improve well-being. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I don't know any specific research to that question, but I think focusing on that end goal as well is, is where the attention needs to be. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the case, uh, for better or worse, I think that is actually the case that like doctors, they just want to <laughs> fix whatever the problem is. And you tell me the information that will help me get you there. Um, and so that, that might just, that might change depending on the person. Um, so it's definitely an open question right now, um, as to what will help the most. Um, but at least this is another option that should be, uh, like ventured into and explored. Um, so thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing this work, right? And like making sure that other people are aware of it. Um, we, I'm gonna go into a lot more detail on this uh, in the, uh, the visual abstracts, the write-ups and the blog posts, all the other content <laughs> that is made on this topic. Um, so if you want more uh, on this and like what, uh, like just anything uh, more on this, like uh, feel free to check out those other uh, pieces of content that I made. Um, that is all going to be on roomforresearch.com. And then uh, also uh, on social media uh, at Room for Research. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll give you a chance. Is there any last word that you want to say before we head out? <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me back. Like I said last time, I really big fan of all the work you're doing and just, um, so happy to be part of it and um, proud I get to call you a colleague and friend. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, that was much more kind than I was hoping to get. <laughs> and so I don't know how to end this, but thank you. Uh, and I, I hope that uh, the audience, uh, that you all enjoyed this as well. Um, so until next week, bye for now.